Hey everybody, it's Heather. Christy and I are taking the week off while we work on a big three-part series for you. In the meantime, here's one from the Patreon archives, Pazuzu Algarod and the Meat Warlock. This episode had us both scared and laughing till we cried. But it's not all you get when you subscribe to our Patreon. In addition to mini-sodes like this, you'll now get exclusive early access to tickets to our live shows, including our appearance at the 2020 Dallas Comedy Festival this March. You also get interactive Facebook Live Q&As where we chat with you and take all your burning questions. You get access to our exclusive patron-only Facebook group where we love sharing stories and interacting with you every day. Plus, you get weekly mixed bag episodes where we share TV shows, books, movies, food, and pretty much anything else we love. You'll also get exclusive video bonus content. So please enjoy and brace yourself for Pazuzu Algarod and the Meat Warlock. A small town was already on edge from a series of murders when the unthinkable happened. They were visited by a cloaked and mysterious figure tossing out raw meat at a nearby playground. Was it a visit from another self-proclaimed Satanist with violent intentions or something more whimsical? This month's mini-sode is the North Carolina Meat Warlock and Satanic Killers. Fills with dread, probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood. Well, we've already decided our next improv troupe will be called the North Carolina Meat Warlocks. It's just got such a ring to it. There should be a football team. (laughs) I mean, I'm kind of bummed there isn't already. NFL, just putting it out there. North Carolina Meat Warlocks. Just saying. What a t-shirt. Imagine the mascot. Oh, <laughs> the possibilities are endless. Yeah. You he's got a do... drumstick in one hand, a steak in the other. <laughs> he's dressed like a warlock. You could do all sorts of fun concession stand treats. Oh, yeah. The meat warlock's meat tornado. Mm, and it's the yes. turkey leg wrapped in bacon. That's very fun. <laughs> or, um, you know, uh, the magic meat. Yes. Magical meat. And and it, it, it's served with like a puff of smoke. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Speaking of puff of smoke. Go on. So... I was just t- telling you off air about our trip to Willow Bend Mall, which Correct. is a very strange mall. I had never been before. It's if a you're... mall in North Dallas, mm-hmm. in Plano, I guess. It's and in I, Plano, I yeah. think it looked cool in like 2005. It yeah. used to be fancy. And now it's just very dated and bizarre right now. But there's an indoor playground. And oh, very like nice. we've said, we love the indoor playground. It's a thousand degrees outside. Yeah. But they have one of those... Um, ice cream places that's the Roll 360. Oh, yeah. Have you had these? I had one in Deep Ellum. Where Did you like it? Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Where they dump out the... It's like odd. It's odd because it just eventually... Within like six bites, it's all just a cup of ice cream. Yeah. And you've waited 45 yeah. minutes for what you could get at Brahms. Tommy is an ice cream purist. Is he an aficionado? He, he just wants straight ice cream, no bullshit. What flavor? Um, well... Also, he, straight ice cream, no bullshit... Great. <laughs> yeah. He uh, you, he likes strawberry. He likes... Loves strawberry. Strawberry's my favorite. Mm-hmm. He was looking for just some regular ice cream. We saw the 360 mm-hmm. place. He said, nah. Then we found another place that said they had regular ice cream. 
he got a Nutella one. Oh, but it was this weird consistency. He threw it in the trash. <laughs> I'm telling you, Tommy doesn't fuck around with ice cream. He's got a lot of rules about ice cream. If you buy it at the grocery store, it has to be the very last thing in your cart. You have to go immediately home. <laughs> Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. You put it immediately in the freezer. Here's another thing he has, which I have a, I because marriage is a compromise, mm-hmm. I now do. If you get ice cream out of the freezer mm-hmm. and you take the lid off, yes, you have to leave the lid in the freezer. Interesting. Because if the ice cream that's inevitably on the lid, like the ice cream You don't eat it off? I do. I do? He, yes. I lick it off. <laughs> oh, I don't lick it off. I eat it off. I scoop it off. But if you don't... I had that ice cream licking incident, and when I worked at that first job I worked at, I told on the show where that lady licked the ice cream, and she left a post-it that said, I licked the lid. Yes, that yes. woman should be... She, she kept, should be arrested. Kept in an institution <laughs> She should be arrested. Yeah, so I don't lick the lid, but I scoop. But yeah, so you put the lid well, in the freezer. Well, if you don't do either of those, the ice cream melts. Correct. And then when it refreezes, it has that kind of... Gross. Gross consistency. So to avoid that... You got to put the, you just leave the lid in the freezer. My eyebrows are raised so yeah. high. So, <laughs> so high. So he didn't want the 360 ice cream. I was like, I'm going to try it. Well, and the one reason he didn't want it is because they just dumped the ice cream out on the sink and it's essentially melted ice cream that they wait to freeze <laughs> on their little freezing pad. And it's then his they, worst nightmare. Yeah. It's totally, he was, he just looked at it and he looked at me and he goes, you can't <laughs> see my face, but he looks like he smelled shit. And just shook his head back and forth like, nah. Why? I'm not dealing with ever. this bullshit. Why would I ever? I was like, I want to try it. I think it looks fun. So I waited and I got it. But while I was waiting, I noticed these teenagers that had these chopsticks holding these little pieces of something and this cup with dry ice pouring out of it. And they were filming themselves like eating something out of this and i couldn't figure out what was going on i was about to go over and ask these teenagers what it was pardon me youths what exactly. is that exactly they would have been like oh my god you just messed up my tiktok video <laughs> but then i saw there was a little sign at the 360 place it was like this weird dragon's drink you could get okay and all it was was puffed cereal that they were eating out of a cup that had frozen ice stuff coming out of it and just its whole put- its whole gimmick was you can breathe it in and look like a dragon so <laughs> it was specifically just for teens to make dumb videos and you know what that's genius it it i almost got one until i was like i don't just want puffed cereal I want is, some pu- is it like captain crunch what's puffed it cereal? looked like a giant captain crunch yeah that's strange i don't know it was i got my rolled ice cream key lime pie how was it not great. There wasn't enough lime. And then it all just starts melting because yeah, it, all you. it is is melted ice cream that they frozen were... on this like fr- like a cold freezing thing, yeah. like a dry ice thing. Yeah. And so then it eventually just it's melts right back down. It's a total gimmick. Like I said, because you get the three or four ice cream rolls and you start eating it and it just gets all mashed up. And, and then, then it's, it's just, also, uh, it's not the consistency of like normal ice no. cream and it's hard to kind of eat. Creamistry. Have you been to Creamistry? It's like that. But instead uh-uh. of a flat surface, it's these like, they look like KitchenAid stand mixers. Uh-huh. And it's, you choose your liquid. So it's hemp milk, oat milk. Oh. Uh, that may be the same thing. Almond milk, regular milk, soy milk, whatever. And you pick your cream, your fat, and then you pick your flavor, and then they pour nitrogen. It's like liquid nitrogen in this like oh, bucket, interesting. and it makes this ice cream. But it's like a strange consistency. I got the affogato. So you didn't like it? Well, I'm a big fan of affogato. What's affogato? 
it is ice cream or gelato in a cup and then you pour espresso over it. Oh. So I got just regular hot food. espresso. Mm-hmm. So then so it just melts the ice cream. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Tommy's worst nightmare. So then it's like ice cream flavored. It's like a shake. Uh, it's like a latte, but instead of shake. milk, it's milkshake. Yeah, it's yeah, like a milkshake. Yes. So then it, it just or a float. It's like a very thick latte afterwards. I love a good affogato. Like after you eat like a big nasty Italian meal. Get a good affogato. It's like seven dollars. It sounds like melted ice cream. It is hot melted ice cream, but with espresso. It's like fresh espresso on the ice mm. cream. So it's like it's that. really not an ice cream thing. It's it's more of like a coffee drink. Okay, but that actually worked with that because, uh, like you said, it was pretty much like melt. Like yeah. it's a weird milk that they just froze really quickly. I'm a I'm a purist. Give me the bluebell. Same. Oh, any any a any solid time. gallon of bluebell. Yep. I love a strawberry bluebell. But you do, at Cremistry, you do look like a warlock because you're standing there and it's like, yeah. and there's a whole big puff of smoke. Well, this warlock didn't Not, have smoke, but <laughs> they did have some raw meat. He wasn't dropping ice cream out, although that would be a great warlock if he's just dropping ice cream sandwiches <laughs> yeah. for the children. Oh, yeah. Everyone would want to be a warlock. That'd be great. Be the warlock's friend if that was going on. Well, I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And this month's mini-sode... The suggestion came to us from a listener we met at the book signing recently. Julia. Billy Jensen. Julia, yes. I don't believe she's a Patreon, so she might not hear this. Well, tough shit, lady. But, <laughs> you should have subscribed. But eventually, maybe she will. I, she did email us the link to the article that she told us about, and I wrote back and told her, we're going to do it for this month's mini-sode, so maybe she will Sorry, subscribe. Sorry, I said tough shit. Oh, that's okay. It's tough love. It's tough love. Tough love. Well, when we were researching it... It kind of divulged into another topic, too. Took a turn. Took a turn that we weren't expecting, but we we yes-anded the shit out of it. You know? Because you, you can't say no to Pazuzu. <laughs> you guys, you can't. First of all, another great t-shirt. Yeah. You can't say no to Pazuzu. Whenever Christy texts you late at night and goes, hey, when I was looking at this meat warlock, there was like a weird guy who killed people, and I think that he... Uh, had uh, filed his teeth down and lives in a hoarder house. I was like, yeah, we should probably cover that. Just push, throw it in there. And he calls himself a Satanist, which we're just going to say up top. The type of Satanist this guy claims to be is not the actual Satanist. It's like the Satanist that your religious aunt would describe as like, you know what the Satanists do? They file their teeth, yes. they split their tongue, they put tattoos on their face, and they drink cat's blood. Yeah. And you're like, actually, that's not really No, the actual Church of Satan and and Satanists are actually very friendly people, and Correct. their whole thing is about like acceptance and love yes. and just uh, equality and, and everything that religion should stand for i think this so person, there's no problem with satanism this guy was some crazy fucking I loon think he misunderstood i think he i think he this is what he wanted correct he wanted it was like if you're 15 <sighs> and going through something and you're like a fucking i'm a fucking satanist bro no mom get yeah. out of my room yeah put him give him a Which Marilyn he, manson get out of my room actually said get out of my room to his mom <laughs> we will get to that part <laughs> yeah get yeah out well, my room, that's another mom. thing he lived with his mom so and he's poor little guy yeah well, this is a fun one slash not so fun. Part of it's fun, part of it's not the first fun. Part, it's All just, of it's interesting, You know what though. we made it? We made a fun sandwich because we did a little bit yeah. of meat warlock, then we get into Pazuzu, then we close it off with meat warlock. So yeah. don't worry about it. Don't There's worry. There's a lot of meat in the sandwich. <laughs> well, let's get into it. I'm in. In late August 2015, residents of a Gastonian, North Carolina apartment complex became severely freaked out when a mysterious, ghostly pale figure dressed in a floor-length black hooded cloak 
was seen scattering raw meat around the complex's playground that sat near a wooded area. If you put raw meat out by a wooded area, you're going to get possums. <laughs> Raccoons, cougars, That is a Bobcats. Jeff Foxworthy's most popular joke. <laughs> if you throw meat out, you're going to get a possum. You know what, though? That sounds like a good, that sounds like a southern aphorism. If you throw some meat out, you're going to get yeah, a possum. Yeah. Like, you don't go looking for trouble. Yeah. I think we just created an aphorism. If you throw some meat out, you're going to get a possum. I'm going to get like a possum. It. That's also, we have three t-shirts now that somebody's <laughs> got to print. Residents of the apartment complex where the meat warlock roamed became concerned. Some feared that this person may be trying to poison their dogs. Others weren't sure what to make of it, but worried the intentions were sinister. I love how you write, but especially when you write things like where the meat warlock roamed. <laughs> I think you actually Did wrote, I write that, wrote that, that part. I don't know. We both call him a meat. What was interesting is in each of our separate notes, we were referred to this person as a meat warlock. That's so good. But what else? I think that was also in maybe the title of one of the articles we read. That's, I think that's what also, people on that's Twitter what I'm going for is Halloween this year. You're going to be meat warlock. <laughs> I think people on Twitter uh, dame, like gave him the name. Yes. Well, it's very appropriate. Photos of the creepy cloaked stranger quickly made their way around social media, prompting local police to get involved. But both police and the realty company that owned the complex were quick to dissuade the community's fears, chalking it up to a prank or a quirky resident. How do you even call 911 for 911? What's your emergency? <laughs> God dang meat warlock. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Can, can you, you describe the meat he's, warlock? Well, he looks like a warlock, and but he's, he's got raw meat in him. <laughs> what do you Fair expect? Fair enough, sir. We'll send someone right out. <laughs> if you looked out your window yes. and saw this, mm -hmm. what would your first reaction be? Uh, probably. Uh, you know what? I would. I might holler at him. I would be confused slash fascinated uh, it depends on like where it was because this was an apartment complex and when i lived <laughs> i used to live in some apartments in north dallas formerly known as celery stock apartments who celery stock what a dumb name normally it's like <laughs> the avalon yeah or the the willows and it's celery stock it's just the bottom part of the celery <laughs> We're just going to call it, it that. painted the color of celery? Yeah, it was kind of off green. It was, I had a whole experience with this neighbor lady who slit, like, let the air out of my tires. <gasps> she was, oh my God. I mean, it came out that she had been released from some sort of institution. She became like obsessed with me for some reason. She was like, can I show you my, she said, I want to show you the original copy of the Jungle Book by Elizabeth Barrett Browning. And I was like, that's not anything that you just, that's not a sentence. <laughs> she was, and my car, my tires How old kept, was she? older than you late 50s early 60s I, and i came out like i came out to go to work luckily i worked like 10 minutes away and my boss was like the nicest and i called him I was like my tires are all flat and he all came of them all four? all four of them and he came and he had like this little pump in his car highly recommend and plugged it in and he goes you know like your valve caps on two of these are missing and i knew that they my dad was like judicious about always checking my car so i knew i wouldn't have had missing valve caps i was like that's weird and then I don't, maybe Lucy started barking like that night and I went and looked out my window and I saw her <gasps> kneeled by my car no. unscrewing <gasps> my valve caps and like, let it back out letting all the air back out and then <gasps> she pulled these gloves off and she threw them in the shut up yeah, she, she threw it in the bushes by there anyhow that was That's like, evidence yeah for did real. you call the police Hell yeah I called the police I was like this crazy bitch I watched her let the air out of my tires here's the evidence and they started talking to her and then they separated us and they talked to did her did she admit to it 
Um, I can't remember. It, somehow in talking to her, she had some card that he goes, she's got a blah, blah, blah card. I said, I don't know what that is. He's like, it means that she was like in a mental institution. And it's like a please. I think I don't know if it's like for the cops. Like, please don't shoot me. I have mental problems card. And he's just like, I just would try to steer clear of her. And he's like, we are going to charge her. They wrote her, a, I guess, a ticket because it's like destruction of property or something. And um was a first year law student, which is the literal worst type of human being to interact with because you're like, I know my rats. Yeah. I'm a law student. So I went to the um the Did you tell the complex? Oh yeah. Cause she I, I, I would have been like, uh, get me out of this lease right now. Seriously. Transfer me to another one of y'all's properties. That's exactly what I said. I was like, you can either cause well, and it's in the lease that if you commit a crime against a resident, it's auto eviction. 30 oh. days auto. And so I felt bad cause she like 100% got evicted, but I had to tell she them. She probably got sent back to that institution. They said, yeah, her family's gonna have to come get her cause I, we don't think she's gonna be able to rent anywhere else. I was like, why did you let her stay here? Wow. But yeah, she, uh, I mean, I had to tell them cause I had to tell them why I wanted well, that's to your move. safety. Yeah. What so did she did she ever talk to you no she would just stand at the bottom because my staircase like went down and that's where she would stand and smoke and it would like make me nervous to like hell yeah she came into my house one time was like can i use your internet she was uh, like off in some way that i'm i'm not a professional to diagnose but like she had some issues that she She had mental health problems definitely she had yeah she was trying to deal with but not really dealing with them because i think she would just drink and smoke all day so anyway i had to tell the complex and i said you either need to let me out of my lease or move me to a different unit they're like the only units we have are like two bed two bath i was like I'm not paying any more than I already paid. So I got a huge ass apartment for the same price I was paying. For I would a small have still one. been scared to live in that. It was like complex. on the other side. We were separated by a lot. Anyway, all that to say, and like this <laughs> barking, my new apartment. So excited. So nice. People downstairs would like grill goat all the time. It always smelled like grilled goat. <laughs> they would throw oh, these big parties, which is worse. Getting your tire <laughs> let out of your tires by. A scary neighbor or smelling grilled goat all the time. It actually smelled pretty good. Really? Cabrito. It's pretty good. Um, anyhow, there was this barking, 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 barking. I finally opened my door. I was like, I'm going to fucking yell at this dog. And I opened it and it wasn't a dog. What? It was not a dog barking. There was a little kid on the balcony. Not the balcony because it was on the first floor, but I guess like the little porch area. The equivalent of a balcony yeah, on yeah. the first floor. And he was just standing out by himself going, ow, ow. And I What'd went, you say? Shut up! <laughs> Did you? Yes. Did he? He just went... Like <laughs> he'd been a punished dog. So <laughs> Ran off with his up. tail between his now legs. Now that I think about it, I probably should have called the authorities. I mean, he wasn't no, always... No, that's just kids being He kids. wasn't always out there. I think he was just out being shitty. Yeah. Another just, time the kids were all... Kids are weird as fuck. They were fuck. all out fucking around by my bedroom window, and I went and opened the window, and they went, <gasps> A lady! <laughs> You're like, yes, I'm a lady. A lady and I'm, I'm also a witch. You. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> get out of here. I'm gonna let the air out of your That's tires. insane. Anyway, weird weird things were afoot at the celery stock. Yes. That's a strange place. Strange it place. Sounds like it. All that to say is when I opened my window and saw a barking child, I was just like, Shut up, kid. <laughs> so if you saw Pick your goddamn meat up. Warlock spreading meat around, you might just be like, Hey, your fucking meat. why don't you grill that instead of just throwing it out on the ground? <laughs> You're wasting it, you dipshit. <laughs> my neighbors have got some goat on. Just throw it on there. <laughs> yeah, I think I would be amused, confused, maybe a little a range of weirded emotions. out, but I don't think I would immediately call the police. I would probably assume that something was going on like a... Uh, uh, a cosplay situation. Yeah, or it's, it's probably like a, you know, something innocent. I would, 
Uh, that would be probably Hopefully. my first But also, assumption. it's still wasteful with the meat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the real crime here. Well, in an interview with WBTV, police spokesperson Donna Laser said that there was no way for authorities to actually confirm the unsettling photos even came from the apartment complex in question. It could have come from anywhere. We just don't know if this is some bogus prank someone's playing. Donna Laser. Laser's a badass name. Donna Laser and the Meat Warlocks? <laughs> oh my gosh. I definitely need that t shirt. Donna Laser <laughs> and the Meat Warlocks. <laughs> Donna Laser and the Meat Warlocks. Oh, opening the for the North Carolina <laughs> Satanist Killers. Sure, it sounds like it. I don't know. They all sound like they'd be on the same bill. Like a, like a end of summer bash. <laughs> This is a Kiss FM. Uh, What is that? Into Summer Bash? No, but what is that? Uh, It used to be Starplex. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. West Starplex when I was in high school. It's this outdoor amphitheater where we would go see bands. Saw my first concert there. Oh, what was it? Uh, Bon Jovi. Oh, nice. That's pretty good. And then it changed to a lot of different things, but I always called it Starplex. And now it's back to Starplex. Oh, is it good? I believe it For is. a while, it was the 1-800-superpages.com so center. Dumb. I said so many. Who's going to call it that? That's too many. It was, do- oh, actually, I think it might be the Dos Equis Pavilion now. Whatever. But I Everyone still call still it Starplex. Everyone still calls it Starplex. Well, pale white skin, black clothing, raw meat. For centuries, these things have been attributed to witchcraft or Satanism. One pagan was interviewed by the local newspaper, and while admitting that cloaks can be part of a ceremony, elaborated further that there would be nothing violent about it. Still, residents of Gastonia were on edge, and maybe for good reason. Less than a year earlier, in November of 2014, 35-year-old Pazuzu Algarod and 24-year-old Amber Birch a woman he referred to as his wife on Facebook, despite there being no legal documentation of the union, had been dubbed the Satanist Killers after the disgusting and grisly discovery made by law enforcement when they searched the Clemens, North Carolina home. He made a Facebook official. <laughs> he did. Listen, what we were talking about his- in our last episode. Like, don't just rely on someone being common law or Facebook no, official. you gotta lock it up. Because then when shit goes down... In this case, it helped her not having a legal tie to him, I believe. Well, born John Lawson, Pazuzu Ila Algarod touted himself a devout Satanist and legally changed his name as a symbol of his devotion to the Dark Lord. The name translates to King of Demons and is also the name of the devil in the horror classic The Exorcist. All right, we are here in the matter of a name change of Mr. John Lawson. (laughs) Mr. Lawson, what would you like to change your name to today? Pazuzu Ila Algarod. I'm sorry, do you have a sinus infection? I couldn't understand what you said. Pazuzu Ila Algarod. John Lawson, I have known you since you were in fourth grade. <laughs> Sir, please just change my name. Is I'm your, a Satanist, okay? Is that your mom behind you? Yes, she's a Satanist too. Cynthia, what are you doing with this boy? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to support him. He's going through something. He's going through a moment. He's just going through a moment. Yeah, right. I wonder about the mom. Because she also claimed to be a Satanist. Yeah. Lived in this house with him that we will get to in a minute. How, I mean, there are videos. That's kind of what set this whole thing off of being, of getting a lot of viral attention is when the police released video of this house. We've all seen Hoarders. This is just a satanic version of hoarders. It's hoarders with decorations. It's death hoarders. Yeah. It's when you it's said this bad. house, I got like sick to my. Yeah. Skin. Oh, it's, it's gross. It's fucking vile. It's gross. 
Well, Algarad covered himself in demonic tattoos, had his tongue split to mimic that of a snake, and one night, during a meth binge, filed his teeth into pointy fangs. So him, he himself wound up on meth. I've never done meth. If this is what happens don't when even, you do it, then I'm certainly it. never doing it. I would never do it anyways. You're so fucked up out of your mind. You grab a file and take to your teeth and turn them into vampire fangs. I grind. Can you imagine? Ah, sometimes ah, I grind my I teeth. Can't even. I can't even. That this is the feeling of that on my teeth. Can you imagine? It's going into, into your like nerves. No, fuck no. God, and it, that takes a long time. It would hurt to do one tooth. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine Christy, if you take, do one tooth, you gotta do the rest <laughs> I mean, of them. You're just gonna look stupid. You're gonna look like an idiot. <laughs> but that would take so much time. That's insane. What do you do? I mean, I guess you're on meth. You just don't. Yeah, Hello, just keep, my baby. I mean, you're just like sitting there just singing to yourself. Meth. So you have the stamina to keep going, I suppose. Man, that stamina, I do not understand. No, I'm glad. No Yikes. one should. Gross. Well, Amber, who friends said they once called Bubbles because of her cheerful disposition, had become a different person since meeting Pazuzu. She had also filed her teeth into fangs, never bathed, and seemed to be content living in complete filth. My, how far you've fallen, Bubbles. <laughs> One has to wonder. What I tell you, the dick will drag you down. <laughs> what do you have to wonder? I think it's the, I mean, why, you gotta be in a dark place and possibly have your own mental health problems to decide, this seems like a nice man. It's kind of a foilie-a-do kind of. Yeah, yeah. Shared and who and he also was very controlling, manipulative, and brainwashing. So mm-hmm. he probably was using all of those things to keep her with him and, and drugging some. Yeah, and they were on a ton of drugs. Pazuzu, Amber, and Pazuzu's mother, Cynthia Lawson, who was also a self-proclaimed Satanist, lived together in the North Carolina home in conditions that can only be described as squalor. Pictures and video taken by law enforcement show mountains of trash piled high in every room of the house, feces from various animals littered on the floor, pentagrams and other disturbing imagery, including lots of terrifying clown pictures, plastered all over the walls, and several small animals that were no longer alive. Algarod was known to conduct weekly animal sacrifices, where he and a small group of loyal followers would drink the blood as part of a satanic ritual. This is not a uh, sanitary house. I'll tell you what. This is getting one star on Airbnb. <laughs> this isn't. You're not going to be. You're not a super host. You're not a super host with this I really like house. that. You pulled up a Vice documentary that you said you're going to watch later on this, which we recommend you watch because we watched about three minutes of it and it was engrossing. It gross. <laughs> it was gross. It gave a whole new meaning to and the engrossing. And engrossing. The guy goes, everybody was drunk and you just, somebody just go in a corner and pop a squat and take a dump. Yeah. And then maybe a dog would yeah. eat it. You're like, what? That's what happened at this house. You're like. It was a free for all. And. One reason people were attracted to this house from what I've read in that documentary is that they were all kind of outcast in the community and looking for guidance and, you know, didn't really know what they were doing. A hang zone. They went yeah. a hang <laughs> zone. And, you know, these guys said there were no rules at, at Pazuzu's house. rules? There are no rules. He goes, you can just sit there and hit somebody in the face with a beer bottle. Nobody do anything. Yeah. You're like, don't do that. That's not a thing <laughs> to hey, do. if you want to, you can. You go to Pazuzu's you house. You know what real freedom is? He, uh, he's like Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> no rules, just right. <laughs> it's Pazuzu's house. 
And you could just, yeah, you could take shits in the corner. He said, <laughs> "What a pl- what a dreamland." Yes, I mean, honestly, it's a it's a dream home. People did whatever they wanted. There were no consequences. There were no judgment. There was booze, drugs, women, and all sorts of stuff just flowing and freely. And a dump corner. And a dump corner. I think any corner is a dump corner if <laughs> you wanted Pazuzu's it to house. be a Pazuzu's. And they and there were so many dogs. Yeah, like, that's the sad part. Yeah, it is because nobody's taking care of those doggos. Hell no! And who knows when one's just going to get sacrificed for one of their <sighs> fucked up rituals? And drinking so, blood. Yeah. But in these videos, there are cages, and you can't even tell what used to be in there. It's just bones and and it's horrifying. Just the police had to climb over piles of trash to get from one room to the it's next gross. like like climb like a mountain yeah it, it's so foul like and this guy said pazuzu liked living in filth he felt like it gave him some sort of weird power Ugh. well <sighs> if you're into that kind of stuff go look the photos up but i'll tell you what i couldn't get through a lot of them yeah it's pretty it's pretty stomach churning for sure while this alone was enough to fuel any nightmare the most gruesome discoveries would be made in the rundown backyard. There, buried in shallow dirt graves, police found the remains of 37-year-old Joshua Wetzler and 36-year-old Tommy Welch. According to search warrants issued by Forsyth County to search Pazuzu's house, a woman named Teresa Billings told a lieutenant with the Forsyth County Sheriff's Department that her dad, Alan, had been visiting at Pazuzu's house. In the basement of the house, Alan saw a dead body covered with a tarp. Someone had surrounded the body with chlorine and cat litter to hide the smell. Like Rasmussen. Yes, it's true. Apparently, it's a effective Who, way. I guess in the serial killer community, the, hand, the it, online on their, forums, on their message board, it's like, like, hey, I'm having a real problem. This body is smelling up my basement. They're hey, like, guys. oh. Have you tried Tidy Cat? Just go pick up a 200 right. pounds of it. Go to Sam's. Get your Sam's Club card. Don't get a meatball. Somebody ask you how, <laughs> true. how far along you are. Hurtful. Teresa went on to say that her father told her that Bazuzu then dismembered the victim and made Alan help him bury the pieces throughout the backyard. When questioned by police, Alan refused to cooperate. He admitted to visiting the house on Knob Hill several times, but denied ever seeing a dead body. Or helping Pazuzu bury anyone. Well, yeah, I don't think you're going to admit to that, probably. When the cops come and talk to you, yeah. I would just oh, cut him off. I mean, no, I, I heard about it, but I never... I think that, to me, it, I mean, this isn't fair, I guess, but it indicates that he probably did actually help him because it's like one of those where like if someone cheated on you and you're like did you cheat on me no 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 i, I didn't sleep with her we just made out and it's like you fucked her like you know what i mean if it's like if you partially well, also, making out is cheating so well, 100%. in that situation that person is still like well, but this guy's never mentioned anything else other than the warrant yeah so i don't know but i don't know why you would lie to your daughter why would you come on about this whole thing and he, he said that he, he could still smell the the rotting corpse like, like the smell of it later. on him when he got up yeah so he probably was involved somehow yeah because he's he was like telling her almost like a confession like oh my god you don't know what just yeah. happened and i mean he didn't 
assist in the killing of this person he probably was scared shitless to tell bazuzu no i mean clearly he's he's unhinged as fuck he's creepy as fuck and violent yeah he's crazy and i mean he's shitting in a corner left and right like a person that not someone a reasonable state yeah he's He's not not a reasoned person that you can go hey bazuzu i don't think i'm gonna help you bury that body (laughs) he's like all right fine you know what you know what your your life your choices i respect you (laughs) no that's not that's not i'll tell you what though you don't get the corner for a month if you're not going to help me. <laughs> you have to dump in the toilet like a regular person, <laughs> like some loser. Oh, man, the pictures of the bathroom. <sighs> There's a giant traffic cone in there. Well, What's you, that for? Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch out. It's enter at your own risk. You slow down. This is a slow zone. <laughs> Pump the brakes before you There's come There's a pothole. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they shit in. It's just a pothole on the floor. Shit, you're going to have the pothole. <laughs> All right, fourth T-shirt. <laughs> I hope somebody's writing these down. Keep a count, you guys. I am not. Nope. Well, Alan did recall to police that on July 9th, 2009, Bazuzu told him that he shot a fat motherfucker approximately three days prior. Bazuzu had apparently told Alan that he shot the victim 10 times for being a snitch. The next day, Pazuzu called and told Alan he chopped up the body and buried it. Alan refused to hear anything about it and told Bazuzu to keep the rest of that to himself. That's not an answer that you give when someone confesses to a murder. Pazuzu, I do not want to hear this. (sighs) You know what? Some things are better kept to yourself. (laughs) Call the goddamn cops. (laughs) Well, in actuality, Joshua Wetzler had been abducted by Pazuzu, presumably for nothing more than to fulfill his sick, sadistic ways. Joshua had been kept as a prisoner in the basement of the filthy, rodent-infested house for several days, starved and tortured, before eventually being shot to death and dismembered. Pazuzu, Amber, and Crystal Matlock, another female follower of Algorod's, then buried the pieces of Joshua throughout the backyard. Yeah, this is a person that's on hard times, and then to be... Over there partying, just thinking, we're just... Hanging out. I'm hanging out with my drug friends, doing a bunch of drugs. Man. And then the worst possible thing that happens can happen. Don't go in Pazuzu's basement. On August 4th, 2009, police went to the house on Knob Hill to question Pazuzu, who denied having anything to do with the murder. However, during that visit, they did notice an in-ground swimming pool and the presence of a cat, both indications that chlorine and cat litter may be stored on the premises. They had a swimming pool? That's so nice. (laughs) Yeah, the inside. I'm just kidding. You imagine I, how disgusting that pool is. I can't imagine the they... pictures I saw. It was drained. <laughs> it's so, like on, the, on a, always sunny. Yeah, and hanging out in the pool. Yeah, it's just a skate, There's just a mattress just a down there. Park. And I mean, the sides were all spray painted with pentagrams yeah, of and course. other devil worshipper stuff. If Pazuzu found a blank slate, it was just pentagram city. <laughs> yeah. He'd either hang a clown picture, spray a pentagram, or both. He's he. There are two mediums he works with: clowns. <laughs> He's an artist. Yeah, clowns and pentagrams. Clownograms. That's right. But then I read another thing that they said he always kept his pool really over chlorinated. So I think maybe at one point people were swimming in it and then maybe it got drained. And the police photos I saw. There's nothing like a good Pazuzu pool party. (laughs) You know, you know, when you go to a pool and it says pool rules, it's just white. It's blank. It's just a pentagram on it. Yeah, you can do whatever. Can you imagine the dumps that were taken in that pool? (laughs) He's like, oh, man, not in the pool. There's a dump corner <laughs> yeah, for that. Like, Go to the corner if you need to dump. Come on. I'm doing it in my pool now. I got to skim it. That's why there's so much chlorine in it. Everybody out. <laughs> well, it was over a month later, 
on September 24, 2009, that local police received an anonymous Crime Stoppers tip about a shooting and subsequent backyard burial by a person the tipster defined as Tazuzu with a T rather than a P. The tipster also indicated that the victim had been missing about a month and he was a big or tall guy. Well, it's easy to get to Zuzu and Pazuzu. And you know he's mad. That's what he was most First of all, Pazuzu with a P. It means Thank you very much. King of Demons, Tazuzu means ballerina. <laughs> like you don't even understand. <laughs> Has no one here seen the gore classic, The Exorcist? Come on. We're all, everyone gather around. We're watching this right now. Get, get in here. <laughs> Nearly five months later, on February 9th, 2010, the police department's cold case homicide unit received two anonymous emails regarding Pazuzu. The emails identified Pazuzu and his girlfriend Amber by name and gave their address on Knob Hill Lane. According to the email, Pazuzu and Amber picked up a homeless person from a gas station and shot him in the head. The email indicated that the body was buried under a tarp in the backyard and warned police that Pazuzu was a religious extremist with mental disorders such as schizophrenia and agoraphobia. So a lot of people at this point are trying to let the police know, hey, there's some shady stuff going on at this residence. Well, the first tip is Tazuzu, which, I mean, the police can't follow <laughs> like, up on that. Uh, uh, we no... know of a, a Pazuzu. We don't know who Tazuzu is. We don't is. know who that Sorry. is. This one, it gives his name and her name and the address. Yeah. And very specific things. Yeah. Yeah. When interviewed by police on that same day, February 9th, 2010, Stacy Carter indicated to police that a friend told her that her ex-fiance, Joshua Wetzler, had been killed by Pazuzu and buried in his backyard. When Stacy called to confront Pazuzu, he allegedly told her, Don't worry about Fat Josh anymore, before changing the subject. My Pazuzu impression sounds like a drive-time radio host. <laughs> we gotta Pazuzu back in the morning. Pazuzu in the morning. We gotta back up on I-95. <laughs> Take the side like, road. You sound like... Um, what was that famous radio DJ that DJ DJ that pump up the volume? Oh, did you see Pump Up the Volume with Christian Slater? You've never seen Pump Up the Volume? Oh my gosh, it's an eighties classic. Okay, I'll put it on the list. Wolfgang. Okay, Wolfman. Wolfman Jack. That's, yes, that's, that's who you sound that's like. Wolfman Jack. That's right. That's cool though. Yeah. So. Stacy was friends with someone who, and they were at a concert one night. Correct. And her friend was like, hey, by the way. You remember your ex? He did not meet a good fate. He fully got murdered. And Stacy knew that her ex hung out with Pazuzu. So they weren't really friends, but she decided, you know what? I'm going to call him and just ask him about with my God, that's balls. Dude, you girl. She fuck. Stacy is, str- she's brave as hell. And then you get just don't worry about fat Josh anymore, which pretty much answers your question yeah your worst fears are probably confirmed at that point on february 23rd 2010 officers obtained a search warrant for pazuzu's house they used cadaver dogs but were not able to find anything according to dr oliver with the north carolina research center bloodhounds cannot always locate cadavers under such circumstances. I think it's because their body parts were separated and it was just so much garbage and dirt and stuff around. They couldn't pick up a scent. Yeah, They're they like, pick up a scent. Uh, this whole place smells like a dead body. Yeah. So they just sat down. They're just like, nope, can't do anything. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, um, yeah, the whole house should just be condemned and taken in as evidence. Can you imagine you get a search warrant for that house? It's a fucking bag all Before shit. you even get to the front door, that smell of ammonia and piss just hits you in the face and dead animals 
and then you got oh man (laughs) i i can't i can't watch the show hoarders it's gross and i feel just very sorry for the people well it's definitely a mental disorder because there's one where they like lift a thing up and there's a dead cat and she's like oh that's what happened to the cat yeah i saw i've seen one where there was so much trash in this woman's house there were several dead cats and imagine having so much trash in your house you don't know that an animal has died because you have like 30 cats also the ones that the trash ones are hard for me to understand i know it's all mental health but the ones that i can understand more are people that hoard things Mm -hmm. especially if a loved one dies and they just can't bear to part with like any of their mom's belongings and stuff that i can understand Mm -hmm. the trash stuff that's a hard one yeah that's but it's that's why I can't watch it. It's too sad. It's and so sad. But it, like you said, it's it's not something you can reason with. No, they, it's something you have to get help for. On November eighth, two thousand eleven, Cynthia Pazuzu's mom came to the sheriff's office wanting to report a murder. According to her, sometime in the last half of two thousand nine, Pazuzu, Amber, and a stocky white male known to her as Tommy were partying together in the Knob Hill house. She heard a gunshot, and when she followed the sound, found Amber holding a rifle and Tommy slumped over the couch. Pazuzu told his mom to get out of the room, so she left. Later, she saw Amber and Amber's friend Dixie digging a hole in the backyard. So this is the second person that is being seen. And what's surprising is... Cynthia went to the police with this information. Yeah, and she, I don't know, she got fed up with it. I think she, and there's not a ton out there that I read about her. I imagine that she probably has some mental health things going on if she's living in a house that way. And is abused both emotionally, verbally, and physically by her son. Yeah, so kept as a prisoner. Yeah, she's she's a victim. Yeah, uh, like you said, you get kind of fed up and you say, okay, this is like my one shot. I'm going to go tell the cops about this. When police looked into the disappearance of Tommy Welch, they realized he had been missing since October 4th, 2009. They interviewed his friends and family, who reported he was last seen leaving his brother's apartment, walking back home. Video surveillance footage from the area caught Tommy walking through several nearby parking lots at a Lowe's food store and nearby intersections. Tragically, Tommy would suffer a hellish fate similar to Joshua's. A longtime acquaintance of Pazuzu's, Matthew Flowers, got wind that his ex-girlfriend, Dixie Ross, had recently become good friends with Amber and had been spending a lot of time at her and Pazuzu's house. Flowers had known Pazuzu for eight years and was well aware of his dangerous, bizarre, and violent lifestyle. Concerned for Dixie's safety, Flowers booked her a flight to Washington State, where he was enlisted in the Army. No sooner had Flowers picked Dixie up at the airport than she began divulging the heinous activities she had taken part in at the request of Pazuzu and Amber. Dixie admitted to helping bury the body of a man she said Amber had shot in the back of the head with a twenty-two caliber rifle. She told Flowers that she and Amber had to dig the grave all by themselves because Pazuzu had rolled his ankle while jumping on top of the victim's body, shouting, You fucked up, motherfucker! That is That's one hard. way to roll your ankle. It's really hard to explain to the doctor <laughs> why... Yeah, Roger, Mr. Pazuzu, what brings you in today? I rolled my damn ankle. I was jumping on. T- I mean, it's just horrifying. It's insane. Also, it just shows like the complete rack- lack of respect. Oh, for the yeah. Victims. I mean, completely. This, it, these people were like pawns to him. It was a it was a game. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like no a value. Sacrifice. For yeah. 
lie any life any kind of anything yeah Mm -mm. living or not living i guess not living isn't life you know what depends on your view of religion (laughs) true hey you know what unsure what to do with this information flowers first made an anonymous call to the winston-salem's police department's crime stoppers division saying he had information about a murder and a burial that had taken place at pazuzu's house he later made another call this time leaving his contact information in the following weeks, Flowers made a point to keep in touch with Pazuzu, hoping he would learn the police had paid him a visit. But all was quiet. Then on September 26, 2014, a detective was forwarded the Crime Stoppers report and made a call to Flowers. Within a few hours, Flowers was at the sheriff's office, where he recounted Dixie's gruesome story. Well, I'm glad that they kind of finally took, took charge. Yeah, the victims of the family especially this one that had been missing since October later came out and said they really felt like the police dropped a lot of balls because so many tips had come in for years for like five years, 2009. Yeah. All this stuff is going on over there and they would pay him visits and question him and stuff. But for five years for two bodies to be in the backyard, really think with all this and like tips aside, Anybody that shows up at this idiot's house is going to be like, uh, yeah, this looks like where somebody could be shot and buried in the backyard. Yeah. It's a war zone here. This guy is covered head to toe in demonic He's, tattoos. He's got a snake tongue. Would you be surprised? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't want to profile, but you take one look at this guy and well, think, also, yeah, he might not be the most savory character. True. And the houses just could have anybody anywhere. Yeah. You know, there you could be a body know. under a pile of trash. You don't even know. Mm-hmm. The whole place smells like a body. Wanting to speak with Dixie firsthand, police asked Flowers if he knew of her whereabouts. He said he knew she was in Winston-Salem, but didn't know exactly where. However, he did know the name of the guy she was now dating. A quick database search turned up an address, and a few days later, police tracked down Dixie at her boyfriend's residence. They asked her to come down to the station for a formal interview. Dixie said that was fine and arrived a few hours later. Dixie fully cooperated and rehashed the gory details of that night. She said she had received an urgent text from Amber, telling her she needed her help and to come over right away. When Dixie arrived, she found Amber on the front porch. As she walked towards her friend, she saw Amber was smiling and said, I just did my first. A few days earlier, Amber had told Dixie a secret, making her vow not to tell anyone, not even Pazuzu. Dixie swore and Amber confessed, I'm going to do my first. Dixie knew this man taking the life of an innocent person. So she's looking forward to it. She seems to be... It's premeditated. Yeah, a little bit. She seems, like, excited about it, which is horrifying. And she said, and Dixie says in the warrant that she goes on to say, I'm going to do my first. And she's like, what do you mean? What do you mean by your first? You know, like Pazuzu. I want to be just like him. Yeah. Well, and I think it was a badge of honor to them. She wanted to try. someone's life. Yeah, she wanted to know what that felt like. But standing on the front porch in the middle of the night, Dixie wasn't sure if her friend was being serious or playing a joke. Wanting to find out, she followed Amber into the house, where Pazuzu was sitting on the couch. Upon seeing Dixie, Pazuzu said to Amber, Are you fucking serious? You told her? 
Amber assured him she hadn't told Dixie anything and that she was just there to help her bury some trees in the backyard. That's what you do in the middle of the night. <laughs> Come over to bury some saplings. I just want to get my yard, my garden started. Yes. How are we going to win Yard of the Month, Pazuzu, yes. if we don't bury these trees? And the best time to bury saplings also, is that you need to fill the pool. Exactly. We have to skim do the shit night. and fill the pool. Get, get off the couch. I can't. My ankles rolled. You know that. <laughs> you bitch. Get off my back. After retrieving two shovels in the basement, Amber led Dixie to the backyard. It was then Dixie knew this was no joke at all. There, laying face down on the ground under a black tarp, was the body of Tommy Welch. Dixie said she was terrified, and while she didn't want to help dig Tommy's grave, she felt like she had no choice. She said they dug for what felt like forever, but the hole wasn't deep enough, and Tommy's head and knee could be seen sticking out of the dirt. Amber and Pazuzu tried breaking his limbs by beating him with a shovel in an attempt to make him fit. It didn't work, so they ended up tossing the tarp back over him and securing it with things found around the yard. Just total disregard for human My life. God. Just utter disregard. And Dixie said she, after digging the hole, she Pazuzu, Pazuzu came outside, hobbled outside and was like, put him in there. And Dixie was like, he's not going to, this isn't big enough. Tommy was a big dude. Yeah. And Pazuzu looked at her and looked around the yard and goes, you shut your mouth, bitch. There's room in this yard for you, too. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah. So, in that case, you're like, why aren't you going to, you know, why, why wouldn't you just run away? It's like, well, he said he's well, going yeah, to shoot Well, yeah, because he, I mean, much. look around. You're helping yeah. bury a body. Clearly, these people are unhinged. They're, They're not. capable of anything. Yeah. I would probably do what they asked me to do, too. Oh, seriously. It's like a hostage situation. Yeah. But she told him. I'm not dragging his body over here. Mm -mm. I refuse to do that. And she even tried to get out of digging because when she kept digging, her sandals kept coming off because she would step on the shovel to like put it through the dirt. And she tried to use that as an excuse to help stop digging. And Amber gave her her shoes and then put on another shoes, person's shoes and started singing. I'm wearing a dead man's shoes. I mean, it's just, just fun like and games. You said, it's like a horror film. Yeah, You're like it in is. the middle of a horror. It's film. like a Rob Zombie horror. Yes, film. yes, it really is. Well, Dixie told the cops exactly where the body was buried, and on October fifth, two thousand fourteen, the Forsyth County Sheriff's Department once again searched the backyard on Knob Hill. This time, uncovering the remains of Joshua Wetzler and Tommy Welch. Well, so they finally. I mean, Finally it, took something serious. I mean, it, had, it took a lady going right there. Put a look little right more there. effort into it. Yeah, look right there. Pazuzu Algarod and Amber Birch were arrested and charged with first-degree murder, an accessory after the fact to first-degree murder. Crystal Matlock was also arrested on charges of helping bury the first victim, Joshua Wetzler. It is unclear what happened to Dixie Ross. While she is mentioned extensively through the search warrant, no other articles mention her. Perhaps she was offered a plea deal for assisting officers in locating the victim's remains. Or perhaps she fled town, fearful of retaliation from Pazuzu and his followers. Crystal Matlock pleaded guilty to conspiracy after the fact of first-degree murder and was sentenced to roughly four years in prison. Amber Birch pleaded guilty to second-degree murder and armed robbery after the fact and is currently serving 30 years in prison. On October 28, 2015, before he would have to stand trial for his unimaginable crimes, Pazuzu Algarod was found on a bed in his cell, surrounded by a pool of blood caused by the self-inflicted wound to his arm. He was pronounced dead at 4.20 a.m. So Crystal and Amber spent way more time in jail than he did. Oh, yeah. Within a month, he had 
taking his own life. Jeez Louise. So, knowing all of this, maybe it wasn't so crazy that panic would swell in the residence of Gastonia when a raw meat-loving warlock was seen lurking around a children's playground. I mean, it's true. You're probably like, oh, God, we got another one. Yeah. I mean, after that... However, when the truth of the situation was revealed, it was much more logical and mundane than an evil Satanist prowling the grounds. Upon receiving a call from a woman claiming responsibility for the rogue meat slinger, Lance Calhoun, the director of operations for the apartments, told the Gaston Gazette, which was reported by the Daily Mail, that... It uh, looks like we have a logical explanation for all this. It looks like it was some visiting college kids working on a school project. What project? (laughs) You know how uh, colleges are. The Warlock Project. Yeah, it's true. Um, clearly, you didn't go to the Warlock College. They Loser. Were, yeah, they were all at Hogwarts. <laughs> in an interview with BuzzFeed, Calhoun recalls that the concerned mother was worried her daughter would get in trouble at school because of all the commotion these pictures had caused and told him... She was dressing up like a TV character, completely innocent, completely harmless, but social media does what social media does. <laughs> So it was interesting. Social media. (laughs) Social media does what social media does. Also, it's interesting that everyone kind of assumed this was a man. No, it was a girl this whole time. The whole time. The whole time. You know what? Gender stereotypes. Yeah. Don't judge a warlock by its cover. How about that? (laughs) Six shirt. That's right. We got another one. (laughs) When summing up the experience to BuzzFeed. Calhoun went on to say, I started leasing apartments in 1999. I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. This is just more of the weird. <laughs> Thanks, Lance. Well, some, he some did sum it up, didn't he? Put a button on that. <laughs> wow. Oh, Lance. Oh, Lance. But he's got a fun story to tell. He does. He does. And he got to do several articles. Yeah, indeed. It's, so it it's a little, um, you know interesting times around the gastonia apartments and when he's at the regional director managers of apartment like let's get over here tell him about that tell him him the warlock story well i'll here we go oh shucks you guys hold on so what do we think well i can see like you said i can see why these residents would be concerned and and even if none of this insane uh satanic killer stuff had happened, happened It still would be a little alarming and weird if you and we'll post um, the picture on the Patreon because it is just a guy that took it out of his blinds in his first floor of his apartment. Uh, and there's just this girl. I mean, you can't tell it's a girl, just a pale a figure figure in a cloak, uh, just scattering something around a, in a place. Just throwing, <laughs> like a jungle gym. Yeah, throwing meat around the jungle gym. Oh, man, man. North Carolina's got some stuff. Come on, what was there that happened in North Carolina? Wasn't there clowns there? That was where the clown thing happened. Yeah, what song were you just singing? North Carolina, come on and raise up. That's a song. I think it's is Is it. it who sings that? Is Petey it a country Pablo? song? No, it's a rap song. Oh. I just singed it like that. I just sang it wrong. You singed it. I sang it like that. Now you sound like you're from Gastonia. I guess I gotta look up who sang it. Petey Pablo. I was right. It was okay. Petey Pablo. Oh, Aaron likes Petey Pablo. Take your shirt off, right? twist it around your head, spin it like a helicopter. It's a famous song. <laughs> it's very famous. It's called Raise Up. Nice. Well, he's got a nice Raise Up they did. He's got a nice jean on jean outfit in that music video. Oh, denim on denim? Oh, yeah. Old D on D? The old Canadian tuxedo. The Canadian tuxedo, yeah. Yeah. Well, this was a fun, Quite interesting 
disturbing episode all wrapped into one. Quite a an turducken event. of an episode, if you will. <laughs> that's right. It was a horror turducken. <laughs> horror turducken. Oh, that's a that's something we should write. Doesn't sound delicious. It sounds no. It sounds scary. real gross. Yeah. Everything sounds, that comes out. It sounds scary. like a Rob Zombie film. Honestly, scary. the horror turducken. When Thanksgiving goes wrong, <laughs> you bring the pie. We'll bring the death. <laughs> <laughs> oh well thank you julia even though you might not hear this. i don't know if you're a patreon or not you know what the suggestion welcome if you are yes, but if you're if I, not you're lost man any, we can't anyway, help you any regardless you gave us an interesting topic and that's what we love if you guys thank have you. anything you want to hear us do an episode about or a mini sit about post it in the patreon we love hearing from you guys Please. and thanks so much we love you as always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Sinister. Hood.